Redskins heading into the final quarter of their preseason schedule as we sit here and watch them right now. They are up 10 to 7. We're here to chat a little bit about it, getting ready for the 2019 season. Thanks for tuning in. This is Hogs Night of Portcast. We got Nebon Neal. What's going on, everybody? We got Dr. Chris Jones. Welcome. So as, as we said, um, last week of preseason, Redskins, they announced their starting quarterback. We'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. I think we should probably get things started. The big news of the week was not it was not Redskins news. It was sort of NFL and football, the soul of football as a whole, encapsulated in one player's decision, and that was Andrew Luck deciding to hang it up. Um, I think... You know, Redskins podcast, so we'll tie it back in. He is inextricably tied. He's linked to the Redskins franchise in that he was drafted the same year as Robert Griffin. Um, there was sort of all those back-and-forth comparisons, RG3, Andrew Luck, which one's going to have the better career. Griffin has that amazing rookie year, wins rookie of the year. Luck, you know, we know how it sort of bears out. But now we're at the point where Luck's out of the league, Robert Griffin's still in the league. He's actually he's not suited up tonight for the Ravens, but he has ended up being a pretty valuable piece for them. So there is, I think, like a loose connection between Luck's fate and the fate of the Redskins, sort of in like a weird roundabout, obtuse way. But I'm sure you guys have seen this week sort of the the narrative narrative around Luck, sort of saying, "Well, what does this mean for the future of football?" I don't know, did you guys have any thoughts on, on his decision and sort of the, the, the surrounding conversation on any of that? Uh, for me, I mean, I will say it seems to be, I think it's the beginning of a trend that you see younger and younger players make decisions for their health and longevity sure. over their, their current situation. I think this is kind of what it is. I mean, he said himself that it, it, it was like the grind, and I, f- I forget how he phrased it, but uh, he couldn't stay healthy, and um, I do believe he's expecting a child with his wife. So I don't know. I'd, I'd, I kind of connected to Gronkowski, calling it early as well. But Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, when you retire from the NFL, like, that isn't it. I mean, Gronk's hinted at possibly coming back. So I think that maybe we could see him take a a year off and kind of get his head right and then maybe take another stab at it. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, I you feel bad for guys who are just always hurt. It's being it's tough being a quarterback and all. But I, I kind of think that it's it sucks. He's so young and you want him to keep going. But yeah, if it keeps happening, it could be. It could be the right move, and I—I I don't know. I really don't like. What do you guys think of the booing? I did not. That's—I that's, think that's straight up disrespectful. That's so bad. I mean, yeah. How can you do that to a guy who he did have a great year coming back? You want him to be there, but it's—it's it's bigger than it's bigger than the team. I mean, I mean, you gotta do it for his health. I think it's sure. Yeah, you can't. I don't know. I was kind of annoyed at the fans for doing that. Yeah, we really see like 30, 20, 30 percent of like a guy's life like only when he's on the field 
you don't know what's going on behind the scenes yeah. and for like that to happen it's it seems a little disrespectful yeah i guess i mean he's sort of he's an interesting case where like he's obviously a very bright guy yeah he went to stanford studied architecture and he has other interests outside of football and you know he was talking about just how much pain he was in all the time and the grind of trying to continue to come back and the fact is he could have rehabbed you know for as long as he wanted he was he was set to make a hundred million dollars and he just said you know what it's that's not worth it to me so at a certain point like there's a price that you're willing to surrender and like I'm not walking away from $100 million for anything. That said, you know, he's, he's made a nice living for himself, but he's got a lot of the rest of his life to live. And I don't know. I, obviously, we're all, we're all sports fans. We wouldn't be sitting here talking about the Redskins, the NFL, if we weren't. But there is something about being a sports fan that can just make people really shitty sometimes. And I think we've seen some of it out of Indy this week. Did you see uh, Troy Aikman's reaction to that dude? Oh, God. What did what did Troy say? So there's a, d- a guy, I guess he works for the same company, FS1. Oh, Gottlieb. Yeah, Doug Gottlieb. Uh, Gottlieb. He said, retiring because rehabbing is too hard is the most millennial thing ever. And so Aikman got pissed at this, and he goes, that's total BS, Doug. What qualifies you to decide how someone should live their life? So you're now the authority on what motivates Andrew Luck. And if his decisions don't fit into what you think is best for him, you rip him? Guess that's what keeps you employed at on FS1. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so he, like, he went after him. So everyone's like, damn. Yeah, well, I mean, it's tough. Because like, if, you're, if you're a Colts fan or if you're on the Colts, you just went from being a team that's probably favored to win your division to they're going to be very bad, I think. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how bad, but that's a big blow. Yeah, there's a drop-off from Andrew Luck to Jacoby Brissett. So that was the big story around the NFL this week. There was and continues to be a big story in in the Redskins organization, and that is the notable absence of Trent Williams. I think consensus, at least around these parts, consensus future Hall of Famer, pretty much inarguably the most important player at least on the offensive side of the ball and arguably in the entire team and you know we sat here a couple weeks ago and we're like what's going on like why are people talking about this it ended up being nothing Adrian Peterson says he's fine like everything is fine why are the Redskins dramatic but uh guess what it was real drama and he has said that he's not anticipating being there in week one has expressed some real uh, displeasure with the way that his health has been treated by the Redskins organization, and not just for on-field stuff. There is, you know, some other conversations around uh, that they misdiagnosed him on some some other illnesses that he had had. And yeah. So he's he's pissed, and the Redskins are worse off for it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, Trent Williams is not somebody that you can really replace. Mm. I do think like he is the best uh, player on the Redskins on the offensive side of the football, and he's going to be dearly missed. I think um, teams tend to be built around their offensive line. Sure, Hogs, Hogs 2.0. He was the anchor. Yeah, and and now he's gone or uh, not going to be a part of it, um, and we're kind of left piecing together in the offensive line, and I think – I mean, not only is he missing, but then that uh, kind of ripples 
through all through the rest of the, mm-hmm. the lineup and with the offensive line I think um, like communication and and reliance on the person to next of you is very important and uh, now they all have to get used to to shuffling pieces and get used to somebody new next to them so I think it's gonna take uh, quite a bit of time for Redskins to recover yeah you want to have a close-knit bunch for sure so I don't like that we could be starting on this this awkward situation but I think yeah I'd, for what I don't know for what we did I don't know if we I don't know I want to keep him but if he can get something better somewhere else might want to do that yeah well so they have They've floated him around in terms of uh, some trade prospects here in New England. Yeah, that uh, he was rumored to be um, offered to the Patriots for a first rounder. And the Redskins said no. They think he's worth more than that. Is he arguably as a player? I, I think so. But you know, how many Pro Bowls? They don't, they don't have any. The Redskins have very little leverage right now just because clearly – he doesn't want to be there, and everyone knows he doesn't want to be there. It's a it's a tough one for him because um, right now, I think, Chris, you said it really well. They now have to settle for Eric Flowers at left tackle, a guy who was drafted at the top of his draft class, was the number one offensive lineman, and has basically been a tremendous bust, flamed out in New York, and... He's just been he's been a turnstile. I mean, I we didn't get a chance to see him. When did we get him? They got him this year, okay. uh, sort of as kind of a hopefully a backup to Trent. And um, it's the, the drop off is steep. It's pretty steep. Yeah, I remember reading things when we signed him, like that, what you said. This guy's like a turnstile. Like I don't know why we're looking at him, but oh, I wish there was someone in the middle of that or someone at least better, but. Yeah, we, we got to do something about that. Yeah, you know, they got uh, in the draft, they got Jerron Christian. He's still sort of a project, more of a guard type than a tackle. So when you have to have guys play out of position, frankly, I think that the biggest piece, the impact of not having Trent, is the development of Dwayne Haskins because you can't in good faith throw your rookie quarterback potential future of the franchise back there knowing – that he's just going to have his blind side inundated by defenders the entire year because it can't he can't be protected. So there are, like you said, there are ripple effects that are going to really continue, I think, to plague this team in ways that are pretty far-reaching this season. Yeah. And the, uh, this situation also gives me a little pause on the health team of the Redskins as well. I mean, sure. last two years, they've led the league in injuries, uh, yeah. and it, it seems like a primary motivator for Trent to leave. And as far as I know, nothing's been done to remedy that situation. So uh, right now we're losing top players. And I guess, so we're losing Trent because of it. And also injuries will affect us throughout the year if it's not fixed. How have we like not looked into that? Like, I don't know. It's, else, that is the eternal question, is it not? group could see something wrong with that. I and think. I think to close it off on this segment where we started, I was following Twitter, a thing that I don't really like doing, but, you know. Um, and apparently before this preseason game between the Ravens and the Redskins, RG3 was standing out near midfield and sort of just by himself. 
and I'm sure that the memories of being on FedEx Field and you know there were a lot of highs there, but that's also that was the beginning of the end was the field conditions and the way that he was taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know there are still ripple effects from his injury that are being felt today. So that is a great question and one that hopefully the Redskins don't have to deal with this year. Hopefully Trent comes back. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, I think we should take a quick break and then come right back and and finish things off. All right. All right. All right. Let's round things out with um, our favorite, everyone's favorite recurring segment on Hogs Night of Podcast. So far it has been our only recurring segment on Hogs Night of Podcast. We'll do a little uh, hail yeah, hail no. Hail yeah! Let's do it. And because right now it is, it's not just football season, it is fantasy football season. As a rule, no one gives a shit about your fantasy team, and I'm saying that to everyone here and everyone listening. No one cares. But that said, people love listening to fantasy football predictions. Hot takes. Hot takes. Straight hot takes. Right now, is the, right now your fantasy football team is as good as it will be in, unless you win the whole thing. You're in first place right now. Yeah, you are in first place. You're also in last place, but who knows. So I was thinking we could do a little hail yeah, hail nah on fantasy football pre- predictions and projections. We'll sort of use this as our opportunity to discuss whether or not we think a guy is going to meet – Maybe not our expectations, but the expectations of the experts at Yahoo Sports. Does that sound like a good point? Get your thoughts on who I should draft first round. Sure, know. right. Well, so, so first of all, have did any of you draft any Redskins on your teams? I can't believe I did. I did. Oh, we got you. Late, got, late. Who, but uh, who'd you get? I got Chris Thompson. Oh. He's been. He was a stud for me like two years ago because I picked him up after. Who who got hurt? Two years ago, everybody. <laughs> he, well, he turned into like the stud. He was putting up like thirty-five points back to back because he was like the lead back, but he was like a receiving. Pat Rob? Maybe, it might have been. Yeah, it might have been. Because it wasn't Morris. That was like the Matt Jones year. Yeah. They went. They were going with the running backs. It made it made him like a very eligible. He he was just like the perfect fit for the skins. Like he was putting up like maybe 80, 90 yards, but he was getting like two touchdowns a game. It was for like four weeks or something, but. He was a stud, and then he got hurt. And oh. now he's he's like third string again, but he's just like, you never know. You never know what the skins are going to do with him, and I felt like they underutilized him last year. I feel like he's a very good weapon, and I would like to see him get the ball a little more, but that's just me being a homer. Um, but I think he is a very talented back, and somebody that I think if the skins don't use him enough, he'll go somewhere else, and he'll thrive. So I kind of hope... He can see a little more light in D.C. before he's out. I, I think he gets a little bit of a pitch count because of durability issues or concerns. Yeah. So I would I would see him more on third downs. I don't know if he's going to get more touches than he already has. I agree. I, unless, he, like, AP or Geis has been hurt or shown that they're not doing what they should be. He, he's he's the third down. He's the third back for a reason. But All right, let, let's do a, let's do a hail yeah hail no for him. Yeah. So I will say the thing, and then you say hail yeah or uh. hail no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hail yeah or hail no. Chris Thompson will have more rushing yards than receiving yards this year. Hell yeah. Hell no. 
Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. He's totally receiving. Yeah, he always got that little, like, lob pass where he just takes off. Uh, Anyone else have any Redskins on their team? Uh, yeah, I got I got Jordan Reed late. Oh man, All right, um, late late. Do you have another tight end on your team? R.I.P. in pieces. Yeah, I pr- I <laughs> pretty much um <laughs> decided to pass on like the top three tight ends, which there only really are top three tight ends. The rest, uh, there's a pretty steep drop off. So I got uh Jordan Reed, and I also grabbed uh mark andrews from baltimore Mm -hmm. just uh as a a little bit of security but i'm not too confident about either right now to be honest okay so here's here's a a question based on his projections chris okay hell yeah hell no jordan reed catches more than five touchdowns this year yeah it's it's a tough uh, question because when he's on the field and healthy, he is the most dynamic player. He's the best player, receiver on the Redskins. And he's, <laughs> he's the biggest red zone target for the Redskins. So I'm going to be optimistic and say, hell yeah. Hell because, yeah. Uh, frankly, I need that for my fantasy <laughs> team. <laughs> that's, that's just straight selfish, but I, I agree. I'm also going to say, hell yeah. I'm going, I'm going, hell nah. I think I'm also, yeah. I think I, I'm hell. I want to him to be healthy, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just we I haven't seen play it. it safe. I know he's he's due. He he's got due. Concussed I heard already, so much so. leading into the season, and then of course, wouldn't you know? What is it? Preseason week two or week three? He gets concussed again. Can we play him just like third down? Only <laughs> that might save his like. That might be a little better. Can we talk about how dirty that hit was yeah. that he took? It was infuriating but he seems to expose himself a little too much all right i also drafted just go down faster i also drafted a redskin who you got late i drafted two redskins can i I take a guess at one i always draft two redskins and i always end up regretting it but trade him first week all right receiver uh one of them is a receiver yes i'm gonna say trey quinn i did draft (laughs) can you do the scar you believe the gordon (laughs) hype i he, uh, I, he, I think is going to be sitting deep on my bench for the. <laughs> he probably will, but hey, he might be getting some receptions this year. All right, here's my all right special hail, teams. My, uh, my hell yeah, hell nah for Trey Quinn. I'm going to say, hell yeah, hell nah. Trey Quinn has the most catches of any receiver on the team this year. I would love to say hell yeah. I'm going to say hell nah just because he's still so new to the system. I don't think he's established enough to be the the number one guy yet, but you never know because he he's a comfortable he runs the the smart routes. He's not yeah. really being a risk, so it, it, it's up there. I think it's right in the mix. But I'm gonna say hell no. I I could go hell yeah. There's new quarterbacks. He could be developing some chemistry in the preseason. We don't know what's going on, so he could become a favorite target for one of these new guys. So I could see it happening. Uh, I'm also going hell yeah because uh, he's a slot receiver. Yeah. So, And it seems like he gets pretty good separation. Paul Richardson is a home run threat, so I'm not going to say he doesn't. he's not going to get the most receptions, but he may get the most yards per reception. Yeah. And uh, I just haven't seen anything from Doxon that would make me think that who he is, gets more catches. Sure. Were you going to say who is Josh Doxon? <laughs> I also don't know. <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> All right, did you did you have a uh, a guess on the other one? Uh, uh AP. 
It's not AP. Guys, it's guys. It's guys. It's guys. Yeah. Darius guys. guys. I, I, uh, he was he was sitting back. there. He was sitting there for me in like the sixth round. He went early in my draft, like really, like round four. Work draft or what? Work draft. Do you well, do you work with a bunch homers? of dummies? <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe maybe well, it was a twelve round draft. Remember? Yeah. But maybe it wasn't the fourth round. But it was super early. Oh, I, holy he shit. was sitting there in six. I needed another tailback. I was like, all right, you know what? I hope so. You never know. He could be lightning in a bottle. Okay, so here's my hell yeah, hell not for him. Darius Geis will lead the team in rushing this year. Hell yeah or hell no. I'm going to say hell nah just because I want to be wrong, but I just don't know about the kid's health. Okay. Hell yeah. AP's getting older. If this guy can stay healthy, Geis, I think he takes it. I agree. Hell yeah. I think he's in the position to to take it from AP. Do we have any uh do we have any other sort of hell, general hell yeah hell no's? Maybe not necessarily fantasy football related. I think we've satisfied our fantasy football quotient for the entire season at this point. Hell yeah, hell no. Josh Doxson catches up ball as a redskin this season. That is a very good one. Ooh. Hell yeah or hell no, will Josh Doxson catch a ball? I can't say his name for whatever he's... Doxson. Doxson, you got like, like the dog. <laughs> like the little wiener dog. <laughs> is that an illusion that he's going to be traded? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, there was the news yesterday, or maybe two days ago, that Gruden was looking to... or the team was looking to trade him. I mean, he doesn't look like he's going to be starting, and... What's the point of keeping him? The guy's been in the system and hasn't performed for three or four years. He's the he's the Andre Burkowski of the Redskins, but even less than that, because he hasn't performed in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm, I'll jump in on this. I think hell no. Nah. I yeah. he, they they he I don't think has guaranteed money on the books. I don't think so either. And I yeah those those rumors are out there. You don't hear that they're looking to move a guy unless they're like really trying to move him. Even if. He's not moved. I don't know if he starts. I know. Well, I think if they don't move him, I think they might cut him. Do we yeah, get? Yeah. Are we gonna get a lot for him? Like, no, no. I think yeah, they, they could get a sixth or seventh. Like they, he's he's lot. worth nothing. He's he's a. I would keep him because he's was he a first he's big. Round pick? Yeah, yeah, he was there. He was there like pick. the fifteenth pick overall. <sighs> I would keep him, but yeah, yeah we'll the, see if he's healthy. The Josh Doxson fatigue is is real, and I think it's reaching a breaking point for. The front office and fans alike. And also pieces of glass everywhere. Yeah. Like him. <laughs> I mean, we, we have just been all just, I mean, since we've started and long before we started this this podcast, just like every week, it's like, all right, well, what's, uh, he, he are they going to throw a fade route to the corner? Is he going to be able to get it? He's, he'll play know. one awesome week and then they won't do the same thing or it's just, I don't know. He disappears for like a month and it's like, well, that's not, you can't suit up regularly if you're gonna do that. Other hell yeah hell nahs. Let's see. Um, go yeah. What do you got? Tressway overall 65 yard punt. That's two yards better than last year. Uh, like an average? Uh, long on this season. A long. I think he could punt it a thousand yards if he really wanted to. Well, we all do, but let's be realistic here. We all hope that actually. Well, he's gonna get plenty of practice, yeah. so. <laughs> Yeah, for the Redskins he, he have a, a field goal. Uh, he kicks a field goal. <laughs> yeah. The Redskins have a long history of like making their punters the most valuable player on the team. So, unfortunately, how about this? All right, we should do. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. You uh, go. 
defensive side of the the ball. All right, I got, if, one, if I got one more. I got one more offensive one. Then we can move defense. Hell yeah, hell nah. Case Keenum starts more than eight games this season. I say hell nah. Okay. But I don't. That doesn't necessarily mean that Haskins is going to come in because I think, I think Keenum's going to go like one and four, like not nothing great. But I think McCoy takes the takes the role next just because he's been there, and I think uh, Gruden, you know, wants him to do well. I want him to do well too. But I, I think Haskins will maybe get like one to two games this year. You say McCoy or Keenum? Keenum's going to start, but I think McCoy comes in next. I think they give Haskins the look before McCoy. I don't. I think if the season's looking like it's dead, why not? The question was for Case Keenum starting eight. Eight game. Uh, yeah. No, I'm going to say hell yeah, actually. Just because I think the we have a very tough opening schedule, and I think that's going to play a big part into probably our one and four, hopefully two and two. Oh, you guys are really bumming me out right now. It's just it's, it's, it's going to be a, status, t- it's it's gonna be a tough quo. start. But I think it's going to – the skins are going to be in the mix, and it's going to be like, well, there's not enough – to give Haskins the start yet. Let's see what Keenum's got. So I think he's going to keep us in the mix. So ideally, I think we all agree that we don't want Haskins starting much of this year. No. There's not enough protection for the kid. Why even give, And give it? him more time exactly. also to get ready. So I'm just saying, I think it's going to be a rough start for the Skins. I don't think we're all expecting anything this year that's going to be anything great. I would love it if they surprised me, but I just think uh, – if Keenum is playing more than eight games a year, I think it's a good sign. Yeah, I agree. Is this is this a make it or break it year for for Jay Gruden? For that's Jay Gruden, my, yeah. that's gonna be one of mine. I think it, I think it season. is. Like I I think they either make the playoffs or he gets fired. If that's the case, then I think that he tries to do whatever he can to win some football games mm-hmm. and keep his job. In an ideal world, Keenum plays all sixteen games and and. Haskins stays on the bench and can develop as a, as a QB of the future. But with Jay Gruen's job on the line, I'm not sure that happens. Yeah, I think there's going to be a point this year, if I'm being completely honest, that there is going to be a disagreement between the person whose job is on the line, which I think is going to be Jay Gruden, and the future of the team as dictated by the front office, and I think there's going to be conflict over whether or not they opt to bring Haskins in. And I don't know if I think it's going to be a 1-4 in four situation. Right now, that's below where the Redskins line is, and maybe that'll be the thing we close things out on on their win total. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a, a never-ending source of conversation over the course of this year is when is Haskins going to play. So... All right, I, let's move to move to defense. Okay, I think I got one off the top of my head. Okay, hit us. Um, I think I remember seeing that the Redskins' defense finished 15th in the league for total defense, and my hell yeah or hell nah is will the Redskins finish higher than 15th or better say in the top half of the league uh, by the end of the year? Uh, I'm going to right off the bat say, hell yeah, the Redskins are in the top half of the league in their defense. I would go so far as say the Redskins will have a top 10 defense in the league this year. Yeah. I, the Between who they're bringing back and then 
going out getting Landon Collins, one of the best young safeties in the league. I mean, he's a game changer. They already have a ton of guys who are going to be able to contribute. I mean, Ryan Kerrigan is coming back. He continues his streak of regular season starts. You know, there's some addition by subtraction, I think, in the linebacker position, Zach Brown, Mason Foster. I feel I feel good about their defense. Yeah, I'm just going to agree much shorter. I'm just going to say, hell yeah. Okay, fair enough. I like, I like how we're looking. I think we're, we'll we'll continue our good defensive streak. So, I do like the addition of Collins from the the limited stuff I've seen from him from the preseason. I mean, he he seems to really enjoy stepping up and hitting people. I I think that helps kind of uh, influence defenders alongside of him, and I think it's kind of like an attitude that may help propel this defense. So. Uh, I think they're going to be better than 15. I'm not sure if I see top 10, though. Fair enough. So is, is Collins filling that Swearinger hole that was uh, yes. left last season? I think you can do a direct A-B comparison yeah. between the two of them. Yeah. I, I think they're going to be good, too. I think that's something they were, were working on. But, yeah, I think they improved in the offseason. And who knows? Maybe their defense could be so good that they can keep the skins in it and uh even if the offense is a little lackluster it could still help them win some games this season so we'll see what we'll see what happens i'm gonna say hell yeah as well so i think that's a full round table of uh top 15 d here hell oh yeah hell oh yeah you're doing it good buddy great job buckle your seatbelts because i think we're gonna be seeing a lot of like 2017 Games. So. I would love to see some twenty-point performances from the Skins. I maybe that was too generous. Uh, <laughs> that like, hey, hey, defense, <laughs> defense wins champions. Sixteen, thirteen games. All right, let's round it out. Hail it! So the over/under I've seen the Vegas over/under, they have them at six and a half. So we'll go. Hell yeah! Hell no! Nah, the Redskins win more than six games this season. Uh, for me, that's a hail no. Mm. Uh, I have them at six, I think. So that's it's just you're, ta- under. you're taking the under. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say hail yeah. Even though I think we'll start slow, but I think you know they're gonna start getting the hang of it the longer the season goes. But yeah, slow start. But I think we'll we'll get the hang of it towards the end. Hopefully, the weaker schedule towards the end helps out. Do you have a number? Probably. Seven or eight, not much better, but I think we'll beat, we'll beat six. I, I'm gonna say hail nah as well. Looking at that number, if I was betting, I would say oh for sure six and a half. Yeah, they can win. They can win just over or just under fifty percent of their games this year. But I remember I, I made a bet when RG three was in his prime at eight, and they didn't even do that. So I'm thinking of that. We don't even have RG three in his prime now. Um, now you can't can't rule Cleveland out anymore. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I would love it if they proved me wrong, but I just think, uh, being realistic, it's going to be a tough year for the Skins. It's going to be a, a year of development, I think, a year of just kind of patience and letting letting the players and the I don't know, ownership figure things out. But 
I think uh, hopefully they figure things out. But I, I when have they ever? Oh goodness! You, yeah. You know. yeah, I think I think I say hell yeah right now. Uh, we just watched the Redskins fall in their final preseason game of the year. Good thing preseason counts for nothing. But I don't know. I think a best case scenario has you know, the, the NFC East is always so unpredictable. I mean, I don't think Dallas is going back to the playoffs again this year. A couple of things break the right way, and you know we can maybe next time around sort of look at the schedule as it's like laid out right in front of us. I don't know how much value there is in that, but at the same time, I just think that they're this is a team that's due, and I think they have some pieces, and maybe everything needs to go right. But I think I I just see it going north, more north than south, right now. Don't don't ask me this question in two weeks because I might have a very different answer after they see the Eagles in Week One. But I'm I'm gonna start off with a modicum of optimism, deserved or not. I'm gonna go a hell yeah as uh, as the Redskins get started in 2019. We'll be there every step of the way in 2019. Our first full season on Hogs Night at Portcast. We appreciate everyone who's tuned in, liked, subscribed, gotten on the channel, listened to. Um, our other amazing hosts, we have some really talented folks who are also contributing alongside us. Be sure to refresh your feed. Stay tuned in. We'll be back very shortly for Beej Roomba, Nebot Neil, Dr. Chris Jones. This is Brian from Hogs Haven, and this was Hogs Night, a podcast.